walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hello there, PCOM. It's Pastor Courtney with another week about the new vision cast for PCOM. I am so excited about the journey that God has taken our church on. And the theme of this week, what Pastor Jackson preached about on Sunday, is the Passover. And this idea of how thinking about God's faithfulness to us in the past and God's presence with us in the present can give us courage to follow God into the future. And the story of the Passover is one of God hearing the cries of God's people. They are enslaved. They are oppressed. They are crying out in anguish. And scripture tells us God hears their cry. When Moses finds God, Moses is herding his father-in-law's sheep. They're walking through the desert and he sees this bush on fire and he goes over. And one of the first things that God says when he speaks to him out of the burning bush is, I have heard the cries of my people. I have seen the suffering of my people. That God's eye is on the sparrow and even more so God's eye is on each of us. And the Passover is this story of deliverance. Pharaoh's heart has been so hard. Moses keeps saying, God tells you, let my people go. And Pharaoh, hungry for power, hungry for control, hungry for riches, says no time and time and time again. And the consequences escalate until the night of the Passover when Pharaoh's own firstborn son dies. And Pharaoh finally relents. And the Passover is the story of God speaking to his people saying, get ready, get ready because I am going to lead you out of Egypt. This must have felt absolutely unthinkable for a person who's enslaved to the most powerful at that point in time, powerful nation on earth. They had all the chariots. They had all the weapons. They had the armies. They had the strength. The Hebrews had nothing and in fact, many of their baby boys had been killed by Pharaoh. They are old and frail and heavily female and weak and afraid when compared to the powerful, well-nourished, wealthy nation of Egypt, they have nothing, but they have God. And God leads them out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And this is the first official week in our vision launch. We had a couple of weeks of kind of ramping up, but there was Labor Day thrown in there. So we didn't want to throw too much on a Sunday that we knew a lot of folks would be in and out and traveling. And as we really hunker down over these next six weeks, we're asking a lot of questions about the past and about the present as we look toward the future. So my question for you is, where have you seen God's faithfulness in your life in the past? And how are you experiencing God's presence with you right now in the present? Daryl and I have faced several big inflection points in our life where we were faced with a crossroads, either vocationally or um, in terms of what choices we were going to be making about the future. And in each of those times, 
We found that it's really helpful. We actually will take out a sheet of paper and kind of do this map of big decisions in our life and what we learned and where we saw God at work. And that doesn't always give us the answer of what we should do in the moment, but what it does is remind us that we have never been out of God's care. Look how God was faithful during this difficult season. Look how God was faithful when we didn't know what would happen next. Look how God has always been faithful. And there's something so heartening about seeing all of that laid out on paper. We cannot point to a single instance in our lives where we in retrospect, cannot see God's hand. Sometimes the present is foggy. It's murky. It's hard to see exactly where God is at work. But with the gift and benefit of hindsight, remembering the history of God at work in our lives, we can see so much more clearly. Over and over again in the in the Hebrew scriptures, after this story, when the Passover happens and the children of God begin their exodus out of Egypt, over and over again, God tells them, tell this story to your children, to your children's children, write it on your foreheads, bind it on your arms, paint it on the doorpost of your house. Say this, we were slaves. We were slaves, but God brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. What is your we were story? Daryl and I were students in seminary together, and I remember just not knowing how any of this was going to work out. It is very rare to find a church where a husband and wife can serve together. And we felt very, very strongly that God was calling us both into ministry. We felt very, very strongly that God was calling us to have a family. And the idea of splitting time on a Sunday morning, like which kid is going to go with which parent to which church for worship, felt so painful. Even before we had kids, we we really value worshiping together as a family And we laid that out before the Lord and we said, this is our heart's desire and we'll follow you. We'll follow you if that means we're serving two different churches, but this is our heart's desire. And to look back on that now and see how faithful God has been. Originally, PCOM was just emailing me and we came out here, you know, with some, with some uncertainty in our hearts because we didn't know we'd be able to say yes, unless we could both be here. God was so faithful. I think back to those moments, big and small health crises, health scares, even deaths in the family where in the moment, the tragedy was just this tidal wave of grief. And looking back and seeing God's comfort in the grief, God's presence in the grief. Where is God in the we were story for you? And where is God's presence with you now? You hear that honk outside? I'm recording this in the church office right by that busy street. Sometimes we get some honks, some motorcycles, some really loud music. I always worry about the the hearing of the people in the cars with the loud music. When we think about God's presence with us right now today, building upon that past, building upon that foundation Sometimes it still is foggy. It still is murky. It's hard to see clearly when it's the water we're swimming in. And yet that foundation gives us something to stand upon. This is where we were. This is the place to which God has brought us, the place we are standing today. 
And sometimes it's not a place of grace and clarity and blessing. It's a place of incredible pain or grief or suffering. Sometimes we're standing in a place that's the result of consequences for our own actions. We wandered from the path. Sometimes we're standing in a place that is painful just because the world is filled with brokenness. And sin leads to death, not just our own sin, but the sin of the world, corporate sin, collective sin, communal sin. And that is hard and painful. And we can look and say, God has been with me all the while. And maybe I can't see him clearly right now, but I will trust that he is here based on the evidence of the ways that I've seen him work before. One of my friends on Twitter was writing this week that he visited a church recently where the pastor began the service by saying, some of you are here this morning and you don't feel that you have any faith at all and you're really struggling and you don't know if you can even pray. And I want to encourage you that that's why we're here together. If you don't have a prayer this morning, someone in this room will lift you up in their prayers. If you don't have faith this morning, ride on the faith of the congregation, that we are called together in worship, not because we are all doing well. Anne Lamott says that church is basically one big hospital ward where those of us who are more or less okay for now take the tenderest possible care of those who are not. We feed them crackers and juice and we wait for the healer to come. Moses and the people of God are facing this time of real uncertainty. Yes, they're slaves. Yes, they're oppressed. Yes, they are crying out to the Lord. And they are about to embark on a journey that will take them hundreds of miles and dozens of years through the wilderness. It doesn't get easier from here. They will be free, but they will not be bundled up and down comforters at the Hilton. There is a long way to go. And the journey with God is a long journey. Hope is a long story. And we will have fits and starts and we will grumble in the wilderness and we will sit down and say, we wish that we were back in Egypt where we had fresh vegetables. We'll omit the part about being slaves. And yet God remains faithful. And that, my friends, is why we can follow God with confidence into the future, not because we've learned so much from the past that now we can be strong and courageous every minute, but because we can learn from the past that God has proven faithful every step of the way. And so we can trust that in the future, God will continue to do the same. Not ease, not comfort, not success, but faithfulness and presence and promise and goodness, and grace, and love, and hope. I'm writing the next all-church Bible study right now will be in the book of 1 Thessalonians. And 1 Thessalonians talks a lot about faith, and hope, and love. But it's not talking about them as our own virtues, our faith, our hope, our love. It is always talking about the actions and attributes of God. We have hope because God is our hope, that we can have love because God pours his love out in and for us, that our faith comes from God. So as we marinate a little bit in the story of the Passover from this week, which is a bold and thorny and beautiful story, 
we can think about our own stories overlaid upon this epic story of scripture, the ways God was with us in the past, the way God continues to be with us in the present, and the way God will be with us in the future, and the ways when we are struggling with these truths, the prayers of the body of Christ can lift us up and carry us on. My friends, thank you for taking time to be with me today on the PCOM podcast. This Vision Cast series is proving to be a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot um, as I go, as we continue to listen to God and listen to you, the congregation, and work together as staff and elders and deacons and volunteers and lay leaders. What a joy. It's, it's a fun season to be in. I wanted to put one more thing on your radar. Uh, we have a little PCOM bookstore. We've just started, and actually it, it should maybe be described as a bookshelf. It is small, um, but we're just going to put a few titles in front of the congregation at a time and see how it goes. Maybe it will grow. Maybe there's a need for it, but we've really felt... Um, God put it on our hearts to put some good resources in front of the congregation, because most of you know, if you walked into the Christian section of a bookstore, it's a little bit of a minefield. There's some great resources and there are some not so great resources and how do you weed through them? So our featured book for the fall quarter is, you're going to be surprised by this, I know, Greg Finke's <laughs> Joining Jesus. So if you want to pick up a copy there is a little tiny bookstore in the back of the Sanctuary Narthex. There is a little tiny bookstore in the back of the Commons where the Awake Service meets. And you can Venmo or, or drop a check into the box there. And uh, let us know what you think about the bookstore. We're excited to give it a little launch. I am all for books. Books and birds and Jesus are kind of my thing. So thanks, friends. It was great to be with you this week. And I look forward to being with you again in two weeks. Next week, you get to hang out with Dr. Dan Van Voris, and it's going to be great. All right, my friends, until next time, take care, be well, and God bless. 